1: is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense.
0: Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to,
1: that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Hour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark, Mark Walters. 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 Oh,
0: welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, our one in the bag. Hour two on a Friday right now. I know my producer in Dallas is happy. He just loves Fridays. I hate so that he just waits for the end of the show on Fridays. But I'm glad that it's a Friday for you in Dallas, Greg. How are you? Uh, I'm doing just fine. One hour to go for you, brother. Yeah, here we go. All brought to you by X-Insurance. Six-hour so studios lit up for you. Crossbreed holsters. Crossbreed holsters. On the microphone today. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. Greg, tell people where they can participate in the chat and we'll get this
2: party started. Sure. If you'd like to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile and search for armed American radio conversations.
0: Wham, bow, pam. Wow. Wham, bow, pam. Wham, pow, bam. Something. (laughs) Something. I don't know what you're doing over there. Apparently I don't either. <laughs> I just pulled a Biden. <laughs> Wham bow Pam is what I just said. Yeah, Let's go really? back and listen to the recording. True and no, no, I got no, pressure. I, <laughs> as a, as a, <laughs> and I didn't get my teeth pulled today either. No, you didn't. I'm, I'm pretty good. And You're not still on uh, wacky juice either, so. No, I wasn't on that anyway. They just yeah. well, I guess you could call it numbing up for the filling I had today. Yeah, yeah. I, that would have been fun. Trying to talk on that stuff. That wasn't going to fly. No. No. I tried to eat. (laughs) No. Coffee, too. No. I I was drooling. It was crazy. Ryan Petty, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well.
2: Um, It's Friday.
0: I'm with Greg. It is Friday. Okay. I don't don't blame you. I'm one of those guys. When I was growing up as a kid, I used to love Mondays. I loved starting my week. I I've, I was just driven. I wanted to get something done, and I I even when I was little, I felt like I don't want to wish the week away, right? And as I get old, yeah, I like Fridays, no doubt about it. I'm gonna have a cutting edge firewood going on out here again today for like the fifth day in a row. I picked up some pork butts. I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke some pork butts over the weekend. I'm you know, I, you get one solid day off. I want to take full advantage of. There's nothing wrong with that,
2: Ryan, is there? there's nothing wrong with that. And I, uh, you know, Friday is a motivator for me. It's like get everything checked off the list so you can kind of have a weekend. If you can, if you can swing that, I was telling Greg, before I came on, apparently I got, I got through most of my list today, but I have struggled. I need to, I need to dig four holes, Mark, four holes for some drainage. Um, Get, get the water away from my barn, and I. Uh, it's now 5 o'clock, and I have yet to start digging a hole. So, Can I, I give you some advice? Money.
0: Pay someone. Can I give you some advice? Oh,
2: hey. <laughs> you should pay somebody
0: to do that for you. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's in Look, my ear I, going, I, and I know you couldn't hear this. Oh listen. no, he heard and, that. They heard oh, that. Oh, Ryan, you heard it? Right? Yeah. You were, your mic was live? Oh, yeah. I heard it. Oh, wait, I pay someone. It. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I I should. I I, I feel like I I should do it myself. Like, I feel like I should be able to dig a hole, right? Shouldn't (laughs) I be able to dig a hole? I am being blocked by one grade eight bolt that I need uh, uh, on my little digger. And I've got to go to Home Depot and hope that uh, somebody was kind enough to put the right bolts back in the right bins. And we'll see if that happens or not.
0: Yeah, around here, I can go to a convenience store down the road and find eight to ten willing people for really cheap to get that job done if I
2: want to yeah, about a hundred bucks or fifty bucks in a case of beer and you got all four pretty holes
3: pretty
0: done. much i 'm telling you what but i, I don't yeah, that's just, been done by now <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: and you would have been saying you had a bunch of free time and didn 't have to worry about digging a hole or four yeah, you ever do a po i oh gosh, when I was in college, I had a job working for the neighborhood association in Richmond, Virginia. Actually, Midlothian, to those of you who might know the area. Chesterfield County. And, oh, to this day, whenever I drive through that area, which is infrequent, but I go through that neighborhood and that fence, I did the... Do you ever use a post hole digger? And dig a fence post I holes? Have. I put oh, yeah. the whole fence in for oh, like yeah. an acre when I was a kid? Oh, it was back-breaking then when I was 18. No. Now hire somebody to do that now. So, while we're having fun, let's go to Hillary Clinton. Let's go from Post holes and digging holes to Hillary Clinton. Ryan, I don't know if you saw this. What, Greg? They know about digging holes. You know, the Clinton's all good heavens. Let's not go there right now. (laughs) Hillary Clinton believes that and is dreaming and wishing for formal deprogramming of Trump supporters. Ryan, some things I hear I want to blow off. Yeah, she's just a wacko lunatic. Other things I hear anger me. And when I hear that, it angers me because she's talking about arguably more than half the country. Who does this woman think she is? And what is it about Trump that has got the left? I mean, just when you think they can't get any more unhinged, brother,
2: this. Look, she is uh, she was tra- she trained at the feet of, you know, Saul Alinsky. And uh, and she's from that, you know, she's from Chicago. And it's that same uh, progressive thought process that that uh, oh, Barack Obama, uh, same same thing. It's it's they look at us. The rest of the country, half of the country, more than half of the country, they look at us as, she called us, a basket of deplorables. Mm -hmm. And they don't think you and I are capable of making decisions on our own. We need their help. We need the guidance of the elites in Washington, D.C. to make decisions for us, to guide our lives, to protect us so that we don't get hurt. And she's, you know, she – look – She believes we need to be reprogrammed because this idea that we have in our hearts and in our minds that we are free, we are individuals, we can make decisions for our own, we can assess our own risks, and we can make good decisions about our own lives, that is anathema to that group of people who want a top-down government control of everything. And she – boy – I, I just wish we could stop ever talking about her, but she's around. She makes
0: she makes it impossible, doesn't she? I, I wish she would just go away, too. But I'm going to get a little deeper on this. You participated in the roundtable. You've heard Justin Moon. And if you weren't participating, you've listened before. Justin will tell you that the left wants to round us all up. He has Greg, how many times? I wish I had a dollar for every time Justin has said that. I'd have all my money back, wouldn't I? Uh yeah, pretty much. Listen to what she said. There needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. When I hear something like that, I think that should alarm every American. Because a formal deprogramming requires you to be rounded up, locked up and literally psyched out by somebody on the left.
2: Is that really what she is saying, Ryan? Which is a formal deprogramming? Absolutely. She is, and she believes that, again, it's incomprehensible to her that you would believe the things you believe or we would believe the things we believe and we would choose to live as free individuals without... It, to, to her, she believes she's better than we are. She believes she's smarter than we are. And she is part of that cadre of elites that infest D.C., called the Deep State, right? We, we call them the Deep State now, but it's that whole federal complex of of folks that really, at the end of the day, when you look at what do they do, they add nothing to our lives, nothing really of value. And so... Uh, They're threatened. They know Trump is a threat. They know uh, Republicans understand the threat now. And there's several I think I think there's several candidates that if elected president um, will start to untangle that deep state. And Trump tried and they took him down. Uh, He's going to try again. Uh, DeSantis will do it. Uh, Anyway, the point is they 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 see the threat. They perceive the threat. And so it's now or never for them. They, they, You know what they really need? They need another emergency like COVID. That's what they really love to happen right now. If we could have another national emergency where they could impose federal control on what we do, keep us all home, we're a lot easier to round up when they know where we are. Yeah, I'm going to go to that round up because
0: Wendell over at Breitbart has a great piece on this. And ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, I want to read this to you. We'll get Ryan's thought, then we'll move on to some more topics. But this is scary stuff, not because I'm afraid of Hillary Clinton. That's not what I'm talking about. She doesn't scare me the least bit. Come to my house and try to take my guns, please. That's not the point. It's the bigger picture that we're talking about. And I'll explain from Breitbart's perspective when we come back. It's pretty frightening stuff. We'll be back. Ryan Petty, right after this.
6: Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision.
0: Welcome back, Friday. Kicking right along here on hour two of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense in the six-hour studios. Crossbreed Holsters, Mike, lit up for you. It's all brought to you by the great X Insurance. Ryan Petty, welcome back in. You know a little bit about X Insurance, aren't they great people over there? Good heavens
2: fantastic people. Absolutely. Um, best best insurance company to work with. They are, they are
0: amazing. And they, they protect the Citizens Committee, the, the DNO, all that stuff. Uh, guys, if you're looking for real insurance, not the third party stuff, but real insurance, make sure to check out X-Insurance. Ryan, as you dig deeper into this Hillary Clinton thing, it gets worse. Let me just quote from some Response: Some conservative response to this loser, Hillary Clinton, and she is a loser. And remember, Ryan, she still denies losing the 2016 election, but they're all over the big lie, Donald Trump. But Hillary Clinton can deny losing the losing the election, but she did, and she's unhinged. She's lost it. Hillary Clinton's comments immediately exploded on X, that's Twitter. Conservatives compared her comment of deprogramming Trump supporters to her 20 to her 2016 basket of deplorables comment, like the deprogramming quip. The deplorables comment also quickly ignited outrage from Republicans. As she gets increasingly bitter about her 2016 defeat, even when you think there's no way she can, Hillary Clinton is more and more the liberal id. She just spews what liberals really think and feel, but don't know, but know not to say. That's from journalist Glenn Greenwald on Twitter, and he continued, "That's where basket of deplorables came from." Brian Stelter, former CNN anchor (laughs) and now Harvard professor appeared to take Hillary Clinton's deprogramming comment to heart. He questioned on Twitter, what would formal deprogramming look like? Stalin had a word for that. Gulags. That's what Todd Starnes said. And then conservative Twitter account Amuse said this. Camp? The FBI is already targeting Trump supporters ahead of the election. Imagine if we lose in 2024. The hypothetical re-education camps may become very real. Designating Trump supporters as a terror group allows for mass gun confiscation. And here's what Donald Trump Jr. had to say. This woman is truly sick. The problem is what she's saying is in line with the vast majority of Democrat Party leaders today. When we call them Marxist, everyone must understand that that is not hyperbole and hasn't been for quite some time. Ryan, take it away. Uh, that, that's very serious stuff.
2: Yeah, we've seen a shift in um, the Democratic Party, at least the leadership of the party. I think they've been leaving their base behind and really um, kowtowing to the, the, the elites in D.C., the professorial class in our universities. Um, they They are uh it would appear to be gearing up for some sort of a, you know, fundamental change, I think, is how Obama phrased it. Or you fundamental would be transformation correct about that. Of America. Be... And I think <laughs> correct. I think they're gearing up for it. I think they see the 2024. You know, every presidential election is the most important president election, you know, presidential election in history. We hear that every single time. I think 2024 is. I think um I think the Democrats or at least that progressive wing of the Democrats is really gearing up for mass conflict if they lose um, yes and we need to be we need to be thoughtful we need to be prepared uh, we need to try to encourage as many reasonable people that may have had a D by their name at some point to to uh, reconsider to vote with yeah reconsider and vote with the rest of the country mean this is we live in a an an absolutely remarkable period of time with fantastic wealth that the world has never known with fantastic freedoms that the world has has never known before. It's unlike anything. America is unlike any place that has ever been or ever existed on planet Earth. And we are so close to throwing it away. There's so many people Mm. that live here that don't understand how beautiful freedom is and how Um, fortunate we are and they're ready to throw it away and they do it because they want power they want power, they want control and um, that's the progressive wing of the Democratic Party which left the Democrat Party a long time ago, hence why a
0: guy like Bill Maher makes sense now to many of us because he 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 stayed his line he's not deviated on anything, the party has shifted so far left and he will tell you that take a listen to what America First legal had to say about Clinton's ridiculous comments. And I I don't want to poo-poo them off as ridiculous. They mean this, ladies and gentlemen. They're very serious about this. Pay attention. This is not about politics, but worldview and ideology. The fact that she would even mention formal deprogramming of Americans who see the world different than she does is telling. The way of the left equals censorship and a desire for, quote-unquote, formal deprogramming. And that's that that is very telling. And Hodge Twins tweeted this out. Hillary Clinton says maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members when talking about MAGA extremist Trump supporters. Tyrants love re-education camps. This is not a joke, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I, I, you know, she's not saying that off the cuff. She truly believes that more than half this nation needs to be officially formally deprogrammed. That means anybody who doesn't think like they do, ladies and gentlemen, is brainwashed.
2: Scary stuff, Ryan. Scary, scary stuff. You know, my question is, where are the reasonable Democrats? Where are the Democrats that will stand up to the Hillary Clinton and say, what you're talking about, I can't even believe you would say that. That's wrong. That's Marxist. We see the results of re-education efforts. Millions, tens of millions of people were killed in the Soviet Union under Stalin. 50 to 60 million starved under Mao after these re-education uh, attempts in these countries. And for her to say something like that, to espouse that as, as, as a possibility... She's a student of history, and she's not dumb, and she's not joking about this stuff. But where are the reasonable Democrats to stand up and say, that is wrong, we don't accept that, and if you're going to talk like that, you're not going to be part of the Democratic Party?
0: Well, you've just asked the million-dollar question. Why hasn't somebody? That's where I was getting ready to go. Why hasn't somebody? Their silence is deafening. Same thing with New Mexico. Where's the leadership? Why won't somebody like Chuck Schumer? say that is utterly ridiculous for Hillary Clinton to spit that nonsense about her fellow countrymen. That is ridiculous. That is not what the Democrat Party stands for. It wasn't that long ago, Ryan, that that's what would have occurred. And today, their silence, to me, is complicity, is it not? you got 20 seconds before the break. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. When, you, when when they were upset about Donald Trump, there were lots of conservatives and, and Republicans that said, hey, Trump is doing things that we don't agree with. And we, but you don't see anything like that on the left. There's nothing uh, equivalent to that on the left. Unfortunately, they the progressives dominate the party. They dominate the conversation. They dominate the fundraising. So they are afraid to speak up against her. You bet. When we come back, we're going to go to Aurora, Colorado,
0: Sad case, but we're going to talk about it with Ryan. Then we're going to go to Missouri. And if we can, we're going to go to Massachusetts. We'll be back with Ryan Petty. Two more segments right after this. Don't go away. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Indeed, welcome back. Six-hour studios on fire for you on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day because they don't want us to. They don't like us having these conversations. Too bad for them. That's why we have them. That's why we're going to do it Sunday, and we're going to get up and do it again every day next week and on and on and on. That's the way the game is played, and we will play the game as long as they play the game. And then we will continue to play the game, and we will gloat when it's over, and we are victorious because we're winning. I could just keep going on with that, but I want to go back over to Ryan Petty. Ryan, welcome back in the Six Sauer Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all brought to you by X Insurance. Ryan, as I was talking with Greg during the break, some of these thoughts pop up. And I I, before I get off of the Hillary Clinton thing, uh, just a thought popped up in my head. And I want to go here with you and get your response. You know, the left has been pushing. And we've talked about the fear of violence coming up in this election. You alluded to it just a little while ago that the left is gearing up for that. I absolutely believe that. And I believe Americans are not yet understanding of what type of violence is is possible in this country. If the left continues to push this country down the roads that they are, I think it's a lot of people are going to be in for a very rude awakening. Should it occur? And 2024 is riper than it's ever been since the 1860s in this country. And not just me, but there's a lot of experts out there. A lot of political analysts who have done this for years, feel the exact same way. And you listener likely feel it in your gut, regardless of what side of the political spectrum you are on, which is what makes it so palpable to all of us. Having said that, Ryan, there's a theory out there that the left is trying to push the right to act violently so that they can then claim the moral high ground and respond. Is that Could that be what Hillary Clinton is up to with these statements attacking her fellow Americans as a former political leader in this country and first lady who you just mentioned is not stupid?
2: No, she's not. And and again, I, I talked about before. She's a uh, Alinskyite, right? She studied uh, Saul Alinsky and his tactics, and and she's running the updated play, which includes. It, it really is about getting the reaction. So what they want to have happen, they want us to react. They think of us as reactionaries, right? They're progressives. We're reactionaries. So the thought process is to provoke. A response from the right that is violent enough that the middle of the country calls for uh, a response from the government, in which at which time they will step in and say, "We'll we'll take control. We'll 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 make sure you're safe. We'll put down this rebellion." Um, We've seen evidence of this, right? We saw Mm -hmm, this in 2020. We saw the provocations of the quote-unquote anti-fascist, Antifa, um, out there literally destroying federal buildings, uh, assaulting federal buildings. Uh, They were under siege for weeks on end. We saw them take over big sections of Seattle. Um, They they want a a reaction from us and they want to provoke that reaction so that they can respond. That is, in fact, their tactic. Um, You know, I listened to uh, Dr. James Lindsay, uh, New Discourses, and he talks Mm -hmm. about this uh, and talks about how they uh, intend to provoke us into some kind of uh, reaction, uh, a response that they can then uh, uh, justify Rounding us up, taking away our firearms or locking us up or some combination of all three. So we have to be careful. We have to be very careful about how we respond to this. We still live in a nation of laws and we still live in a nation where we can um, democratically get rid of these folks that um, that are a threat to our freedom and to our constitutional republic for now.
0: For now, it's scary stuff, because what you've done is you've just touched on what I talked about this previous week, and I, you've probably heard it, but that is, you know, we ask the question, why are these liberal DAs doing what they're doing in cities? Why are they allowing the chaos and the crime to, to just spiral out of control? It's, it's by design. It's all by design. It's, it's part of the plan. We'll put the cities in chaos they and want. go in and take control.
2: They want us to react. They want vigilanteism so that they can then say, "Hey, look! If I don't yeah. get emergency powers to put down these vigilantes, it's going to be chaos." And so, yes, they allow they allow the crime and the chaos to occur, hoping there's a reaction or response from from your average citizen, which will then give them more power and more authority. They're sick I- people.
0: They're sick. They are sick. They're twisted. They're sick and they're diseased. Liberalism is a mental disorder, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever forget that. If you suffer from it, seek help. Yeah, I think the consensus is that this is by design. No question about it. And Hillary Clinton, I, I was actually kind of shocked that I didn't think about that right up front. But, yeah, she's just part of the playbook, part of the playbook. Let's go to, and I hate stories like this because I, I get a little torn. But at the same time, I don't. Let's go to Aurora, Colorado, and uh, this happened a couple days ago. You had a 14-year-old kid, and a 14-year-old is a kid, ladies and gentlemen, teen, killed during an attempted car break-in, and of course, here comes the family, did not deserve the death sentence for trying to steal a car. Here's what happened. You had this Xavier Kirk kid, 14 years old and a friend, were trying to break into a Hyundai, at about 11.30 at night, back in July, okay? And why I'm just seeing this now on October 14th, I don't know. But anyway, the I guess it's because there's charges, the charges and all. But the, kid, the, the kids were wearing all black clothing. They were acting as, dressed as, and stocked as professional thieves. When the owner of the vehicle, a 27-year-old, confronted the teens, who then took off, In a stolen vehicle, in another stolen vehicle. These were not good kids. Now, the mom says that her son tried to run away after the crash because there was a chase. And the car crashed. The the teens crashed in the stolen vehicle. The 27-year-old got out and shot both of them as they were fleeing, killing the 14-year-old with a shot in the back of the head, shooting the other accomplice in the back. Now, he's been charged with murder and here come the comments. Where was the mom? He didn't deserve to die. Ryan, when you hear stories like this, what do you think? What goes through your head?
2: You know, it's a, it's, it's tragic. Any, any time a young kid dies, uh, there's, it shouldn't happen, right? That's my initial gut reaction. But it was foreseeable. And my thoughts are, where's mom? Where's dad, Uh, right? Why is a 14 year old out hijacking or, uh, you know, carjacking at at this point, mom and dad, don't you know where your kids are? Don't you know what they're up to and what they're doing? I couldn't go two blocks without my mom knowing exactly where I was. And that was in the days before we had cell phones and GPS Mm -hmm. and everything else. She knew where I was because they had a network of moms in my neighborhood. They kept a good eye on what we were doing and knew where we were at all times. And this 14-year-old is, is, is a perpetrator of a crime, let me be clear. But he's also the victim of terrible parenting. And it's only after the fact now it sounds like the family is, uh, is, is crying foul um, they're probably talking to an attorney in hopes of suing some insurance company or or uh, the 27 year old. But, uh, you know, this is there was a time when criminals were held responsible for the crimes they were committing, but also the foreseeable uh, consequences of those crimes. And we've gotten away from that. That 14 year old. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's tragic. But that's sometimes what happens when you're out committing
0: That is well said. That's exactly correct. Let me go to the break with this. Here's from the mom. People were sitting there saying, where was the parents at? Why do they let the delinquents hang out together? And just they were shaming me, she said. And I just felt like, well, how can you shame somebody that you don't even know? Anybody can say whatever they want to say, and they can say what they want to say about my son. But in reality, they don't know who my son was. Ma'am, your son was a professional thief well on his way and he was dressed and acting the part we'll be back one more segment with ryan
6: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. You should visit DanielDefense.com. I've actually visited DanielDefense.com
0: on more than one occasion and will be again here in a couple weeks. Ryan Petty joins me now here in the Six Sauer Studios on the Crossbreed. Mike, all brought to us by X-Insurance. Ryan's been to Daniel Defense with me. What an amazing place, Ryan, isn't it? Welcome back for one more final segment.
2: Yeah, it was it was a treat uh, of a lifetime. I had no really idea <laughs> uh, how amazing that facility is and you know, it wasn't just the facility, it was everybody we met. Yeah. What an amazing team and group of individuals uh building a fantastic product. What a what a great experience. And
0: shooting that full auto Mark 18 with your wife and myself and you, that was a ball too. I uh, let's not forget that. Oof, man. Talk that about that a great did time.
2: not suck, as
0: we say. <laughs> that did not, you know. As well, you remember, I, I said to the guys there, I, I should be able, as a law-abiding citizen, to say, "Okay, I like that. I'll buy that right now," and I should be able to walk out with that as a law-abiding citizen. But no, no, the ATF no. doesn't want me to, right? Hey, speaking of that, real quick, before I go to a story that I'm, I'm looking forward, I talked about it in the previous hour. I'm looking forward to getting your opinion on this, as a parent like I am. But Los Angeles Times, it seems about every week, at least twice a week, the L.A. Times is writing about gun violence in California. We all know why they do it, because they're pushing more gun control. But they have a photograph that accompanies this story, a troubling California trend, more violent crimes with guns, even as restrictions tighten. Hmm, think about that. Then they have a photograph of, of course, shotguns and the evil AR-15 Guns on display at a shop in Burbank. The use of guns and violent crimes has been on the rise in California, despite strong gun control laws. Do you think that what they just said is sinking in with somebody over there at all,
2: Brian, or no? No, it's not. They had they have no idea the irony of that headline <laughs> or that statement and, and what they've been promoting for years. Um, no, they have no idea that they... They just made fools of themselves. But I hate the fact that they've got these pictures of gun stores and guns. And, you know, it, it, that's not where the crime is coming from. That's right. not the cause or source of the crime. It's the illegal firearms, It's the stolen firearms. It's the 14 year olds that are going around stealing cars and finding a gun in them. And and those guns get used in crimes. That's that's what they should be showing pictures of and focused on. Not not law abiding gun owners buying a, a firearm and exercising their rights at a gun store. That's not the problem. Yeah. How about showing some of the photos of the
0: gangbangers from Instagram with their stolen guns and their stolen goods and their drugs? How about that? That's what's fueling the violence. But you, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to see that. Ryan's spot on. I'll let that one stand. The irony of that is certainly not lost on myself and certainly not Ryan Petty. And listeners, I'm sure the irony of that is not lost on you as well. That's why you listen to the show. You guys get it. I want to go back to this woman. I, I talked about this in the previous hour who, I say accidentally, negligently is really the true word here, shot her daughter while aiming for a stray dog. And she accidentally, she didn't intentionally try to kill her daughter, but the daughter notified her that there was a stray dog out there that was attacking their kittens. At night, the woman went out and fired in the dark and hit her daughter and killed her daughter. She has pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter and is now facing an eight-year sentence. Ryan, when you hear that, the question was, I asked Paul Markle, student of the gun, should she, under those circumstances, assuming that it wasn't intentional, et cetera, and apparently the prosecutors know it was not intentional, should she be facing eight years in the slammer after having murdered or killed her daughter? I murdered. And that's not the right word. But having killed her daughter, certainly weighing on her that she's going to have to live with that for the rest of her life because of a stupid act of negligence.
2: Yeah. Boy, here's another, there's another heartbreaking tragedy. Another child that did not need to, did not need to be killed. Um, you know, she's going to have to live with that. I can't, I can't imagine uh, having to live with the thought of, of, uh, hurting one of my children or in in fact, killing one of them accidentally. It, it, it must just be a horrific thing she's got to live with. Um, it's a reminder to all of us, you know, responsible gun owners that you need to understand when and where it's appropriate to use lethal force. Um, I wasn't there. I didn't see the circumstances, but boy, you know, you got to know what you're shooting at. You got to understand the backstop and, and you've got to understand who is in the line of fire and that was a poor choice that she made that she's going to have to live with the rest of her life. I don't know whether eight years is is right or not. I can tell you that if you used a, a gun in the commission of a crime and killed somebody, you probably wouldn't get eight years or you'd be out in four with good behavior and whatever else these uh, prosecutors let you off. So, look, they, they see these prosecutors seem to want to make examples of law abiding gun owners and they want to let criminals ride. And so it, it sounds a bit. Harsh to me. Eight years. But, um, you know, eight years, uh, I think she'd trade anything to have her daughter back. I'm, oh, there's no I'm doubt of that. Uh, tell, tell me if you agree with this. I,
0: I mentioned this to Paul in the previous hour. I would have no problem with the judge looking at this and adjudicating, look, I'm going to find you guilty of involuntary manslaughter. You're going to have a felony on your record because of your stupidity and your utter sheer negligence that resulted in unintentionally in the death of your beautiful daughter. However, I'm not going to sentence you to prison. You're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life, but you're now a convicted felon, and you're going to have to do X amount of you know, payback, whatever it is in the form of of community service, financial, whatever it may be. I wouldn't have a problem with a sentence like that in a case like that. Would you?
2: I think... I think there's no sentence that a judge could impose on her that will be worse than having to live with the fact that she killed her daughter.
0: Yeah, and you think of eight years in the slammer and what that does to the, the rest of the family involved. I don't know what, what other family there, there is. I don't know if there's any other kids. I, I just I looked at that, and the first thing that hit me was, wow, I, you know, oh, golly, what an awful situation. This is one of those things that, was caused by her negligence. There is no question about it. None. That is not open for discussion. It, but then you 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 weigh the you weigh the consequences against what that negligence resulted in and what it's done to her and her family. Right? Go ahead.
2: Oh, you do, but you you know you gotta use the right tool. Uh right. And and in this case, you know maybe you know it should have some pepper spray. Uh, Handy, Uh, She should have had a big baseball bat or something. Some other tool would have uh, probably stopped the the unprovoked attack on her kittens and would have left her daughter uh, alive and well.
0: Yeah, which no doubt she would, I'm sure, would would have preferred. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you heard Ryan say it when you talk about the rules of gun safety. One of those rules of gun safety is know your target and what is beyond it before you ever pull the trigger Ryan Petty thank you my friend for being here it's always fun to have you here and I'm looking forward to talking with you and seeing seeing you soon thanks for jumping in here today I appreciate it very much you bet Ryan Petty well Greg here we go your weekend is upon you I tried to make it fast as possible for you today but um and I'm not going to bother you over the weekend I don't want to talk to you or hear from you until the monster cast coming up on Sunday how about that is that fair sounds I don't love you I just want to give you a break from me. Sounds wonderful. We spend so much time together. It's almost like we're married. Some days, You're like Pee Wee Herman you used to say, "If
2: you love him so much, why don't you marry him?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here we go. It's Friday, but I'm going to leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, please. Don't make stupid decisions. And I'll see each and every one of you on the Monster Cast Sunday.
7: That's 425 454